live another day. Mirrors can't talk. Luckily for you, they can't laugh either. A lot of story there, a lot of lore uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing. I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome, everyone, to Live, Laugh, Lore, episode 18, the show that has their pickaxes ready. Each episode, we'll check in, have some laughs, and talk about the lore of Warcraft one or two topics at a time. My name is Ali, the one who's ridiculously excited about an infinite pirate dragon, and I'm joined by the one whose reign as the Primus may be coming to an end, Jin. Yeah. It's, it's almost over. <laughs> it's very sad. You know, it's, it kind of reminds me, you know, like I'm sure you've seen uh, the Robin Hood movies where, uh, you know, freaking Richard Lionheart comes home. That's what it feels like. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know if I like this analogy, though. That means I'm uh, like Prince John or whatever. So never mind. Not that analogy. I don't like that one anymore. <laughs> okay, scrap that. It's, it's, yeah. it's okay. Was that Robin Hood, Prince of the or? Yeah, Prince of Thieves is like, from this day forward, all crappers shall be known as Johns. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe let's not do that one. Yeah, we don't need to name them Jins now. That'd be weird. <laughs> that would. Yeah, that'd be weird, but whatever. That'd be really weird. Yeah. yeah. That'd, be, that'd be weird. All right. So, uh, hey, what you been up to? I have been up to all sorts of fun things. And by all sorts <laughs> of fun things, I mean lots and lots of work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, last week, the Catalina Wine Mixer, they dipped their toe into Mythic. They got themselves the, uh, a Mythic kill on Shriekwing. So, Fancy. Yeah, good job, them. Well done. Well done. Uh, I wasn't there, though. <laughs> I was uh, stuck on a work call. So, yeah, that's a, that's, that's a thing. Uh, so not as interesting for me. Uh, but, uh, hey, I got to watch a little bit of Shoe Boots and them, uh, them stream some of it. Uh, but See, it yeah, just so. means you're ready for next week. It's fine. Yeah, that's true. And by ready for next week, I mean, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll work thing. Yeah, that's all right. That's the that's the curse and blessing of working from home is yeah, you can always work. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, like, honestly, I, I really... Seriously, haven't touched the game, but I don't feel too bad because I'm really excited about the stuff that we're going to be talking about today. So, <laughs> so many things. Because uh, I'm not going to say I'm burnt out. I am totally not burnt out. I'm just, you know, it's kind of same old, same old. So I'm like, I'm not worried that I'm not getting in there, getting that mythic kill. Because it's it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, but yeah. It's fine. Yeah, it is fine. It'll be there eventually. You know, when I like two or three expansions later, when I go back and do it <laughs> right. by myself. <laughs> Get that sweet transmog. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Now that I'm picturing the Sire Denathrius fight, I think I could totally solo that in like two or three expansions. Yeah, yeah, it'd be fine. It'd be fine. Oh, actually, I don't know the the slow walk though. Oh, that might be a problem. You, you might have to. You might have to get hit by the the thingamabob uh, multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. So that might be a problem because that's like an insta death mechanic. So 
Uh, all right. Well, uh, remember, everybody, in two or three expansions later, when you're doing this solo on Mythic, make sure you get your stacks down to two, and then you can do it. There you go. That's That'll right. be easy enough, though, as solo. Yeah, you, yeah, you just have to wait. Yeah. Or get into three, and then use a speed boost right before the march. I don't have a speed boost that I can use unless it's like a potion. I guess I could use a potion, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's the one thing we always like to use, the... Uh, the, the druid roar. They're like, <laughs> then we get out of there. That does help. That does help. Or a friendly neighborhood priest to yank you in. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. We have, we do have two priests and they're like, I got eyes on dummy who didn't get the, <laughs> whoever was, didn't get it. So normally I'm the only priest that goes, but there was one because the other one's also having work issues. But there was one week where he was able to make it. And there was two people who needed it. So I called out which one I was going to do. He grabbed the other and it, it was just pro. No, wait, what was it? No, I was missing one of my stacks. So he pulled me in and then I pulled in the other person. It was just bam, bam, like just. Wow. That's like, like, that's like, like wham, practicing. bam, thank you, man. There you go. That's, that's oh, it's beautiful. That is beautiful. beautiful. That was almost as good as when I, because uh, this is my own personal thing that I was very proud of. Uh, you know how you get the boops uh, at the third phase? I don't. I don't know if you uh-huh. got to the third phase, but it's the it's the boops. We, we've touched it. Yeah, we're, we're the, the boop you. He likes to boop yep. you. Uh, one time I got booped, and I was like, oh, "I'm totally gonna die." No perocle, but I'm coming right back. It's Ooh, fine. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> well, I can reminisce about this wonderful fight that is Sergeant Athreus a little bit more, but uh, actually, I'd I'd rather hear about what you've been up to this week. What, what have you been up to, Allie? Well. We are working really hard on Daddy D. And I think the best poll we had last week was 34%. That's pretty good. So we're getting there. Yeah. So I that I can tell you from from the, the polls that we did over and over and over, that right there, that 34 to like 30-ish percent, that is the freaking like Everest that you have to get over with those freaking soaks. Oh my goodness, those are insane. Oof. Yeah, like the, the the combination of, I mean, by the time we get to the third phase, we, we've had some people die. We're all kind of struggling. We first down, first phase down pretty well. We're doing, we're, we're, most of the time we got that down really clean. Second phase, every pull, like we're getting a little more clean with it. But by the time we get to the third phase, the few times we have, there's always a good amount of people dying. We're just trying to see it. So we've talked about, you know, where we need to place the, balls so we can soak them and we have done like a little bit of that but like that transition between the two phases still feels really chaotic right now and we we, it's tricky i could see why that's the everest (laughs) yeah for for us the crazy thing is by the time we actually managed to get the kill we were actually having a slow dps on sired and athreus because (laughs) <laughs> we were getting him to 40% while there were still like three like freaking um, cabbies. We, we call them cabbies. Yep. Yeah. We did that. We did that once, I think. <laughs> There's like three cabbies still up and we're like, no, just leave him at like 42-ish and just hit these guys. And then, okay, okay, burn, burn him down. So, yeah. Right. The raid leader was like, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but stop DPS on Denathrius. Right. Because <laughs> we're trying so hard to push him. So, um. We'll see how it goes this week. We all we also had a couple, like two two I think, of our big DPS hitters were out last week. 
And, and then while a couple of our carries, for lack of a nicer term, were, were there. <laughs> So that was a bit rocky. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm I'm cool with with the carries because I was totally yeah. I was totally the carry for at least the first half of this <laughs> right. cycle. Like I'm I'm fine with it too. I like that they're being inclusive to to a point. Like there's there's one person who tried to come with us and just his DPS is just not good enough, and so they did ask him to sit out because it was like I could have out DPS them. I'm holy priest. <laughs> it was a little rough. <laughs> Not that quite to that point because I wasn't DPSing that hard, but if I was actually DPSing that hard, I would have out DPSed him. So, uh, yeah, that's... yeah, but that's okay. You know, this week gonna we're gonna try again. Hopefully, you can get there. Apparently, if you're a shaman, that's a that's a thing that you can totally do. But um, man, I know holy priest. That seems that seems weird. Mm. If you were discipline priest, I'd be like, yeah, that's that seems par for the course. Because discipline priests actually usually do pretty good damage, don't they? Decent, yeah. Decent, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, you do anything else? Hmm? I have been doing the Necrolord campaign, so cruising right along with that. So you've been you're hanging s- out with Kelthazad. So what you're saying is I should really do the uh, <laughs> the knife I went? Is that what you're saying? If if I finish the Necrolord campaign before you finish the Ardenwell campaign. I will not let you live it down. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there now. <laughs> I have to take some PTO or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll be kind about it because you have been working so much and I know, I know how much you've been working. So I'll, I'll be nice about it, but <laughs> still won't let me live it down. That's, that's fine. That's, that's what I, yeah, I deserve it because literally I, <laughs> I leveled that hunter a long aren't time you ago. Almost, aren't you almost done with the campaign? Where are you at with it? I technically haven't even really started on the campaign. I think I'm still at renowned like three. <laughs> Have you at least done the play? Yeah, yeah, I did do the play. The play was amazing. So, yeah. I think that's about as far as I got is the, the play. And then I was like, this is a hunter. I don't understand this guy. We need to go back to <laughs> smacky things with I don't the sword. understand him. <laughs> oh, uh, my. Yeah. Well... Outside of that, I've been doing some more ICC runs and I've been spending more time in the mall lately because I'm trying to upgrade my conduits to basically just, you know, eke out a little more healing without stressing myself with Mystic Pluses right now. Yeah. We'll see. I might, I might have to, well, this weekend's busy. I might too soon. I might soon have to actually dip into mythic pluses again just to get a little bit better gear just to help us out because we really want this kill and we're just really struggling to get it it's a hard fight no I mean, it's, it's hard, but it's i like that it's i like that it's hard that's what she said <laughs> so that's pretty much about it so let's uh let's talk about what we're drinking right now yeah i agree we should do that this is very good <laughs> I, so I was trying to be nice because I know he's working crazy hours. He's done a p- ton of podcasting lately. It's like a machine right now with work and podcasting. And so I was like, okay, what do you have on hand? Let's make this really easy for you. I'll do what I can to match you. And and Jim was all like, we could do rum and coke. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Gee darn, if I have to have rum and coke. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I actually looked into my little, you know, Liquor cabinet, you know, it's a, it's a little cabinet thing above yeah. the fridge, right? It's where everyone yeah. keeps it. Uh, and I looked up there and I was like, wow, 
it's either I have a problem or I don't have a problem because I got a whole lot of stuff up there that I just don't drink. So, <laughs> so I could have said scotch. I could have said vodka. So I could have said this. so anyway, uh, it's Allie. So I said, how about some rum? And she uh, you get me. graciously said, <laughs> sure, I could do that for you. That is, <laughs> you know, I, I could. It's, it's I will not, suffer exactly. for you. I could suffer for. <laughs> it's not. It's not the freaking uh, private stock. It's not. Which but, you do need to buy more of, by the way. But eventually, eventually. <laughs> but that stuff doesn't last as long because it's so good. That's true. <laughs> it's it's dangerous. It's dangerous, and you know, I have to hand it to you, Hallie. You have definitely started a a very small, very small following, I would say, of the private stock. <laughs> it makes me so happy. It's ridiculous. Like, uh, the fact that Stone dropped it off to Manny's house <laughs> made me go, okay, uh, Allie has clearly started some kind of like teeny tiny mini revolution, right? Just a little one, just very small. Um, <laughs> but it was just enough to make me go, you know what? It's pretty sweet. I like this. Cause you know, strangely enough, it is worth it. it, it is. <laughs> it's totally worth it. And you were, we're, we're connecting <laughs> across, <laughs> across country borders. We're connecting mm-hmm. over private stock. Yeah. I think it's the, I, th- I think the only time I've ever been like that obsessed with something and I'm actually not obsessed with this anymore. I think there was like this. It's not actually like the canned stuff, but it, I think it was like a Southern Comfort sweet tea thing that I was obsessed with for a little bit. And I just because it was very, very sweet, like uh, it's actually sweeter than the private stock even. Ooh, wow. Yeah, it is very sweet. Uh, not something that you want to mix other than maybe dilute it a little bit because it was so <laughs> right. sweet with some actual tea. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that was the last time I was like, oh, my God, this stuff is so good because Private stock, it is very good. But that's not what we're drinking. We're just drinking the regular stuff and we put Coke in it. It's still Captain Morgan's, though. I want to put that out there. Still Captain Morgan's. It is. It's not the private stock. Yeah, because as we learned on this show, why would you want the sailor when you can have the captain? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no sailor. It's the captain today. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I think we should get into it because there's a lot to talk about today. Oh. Well, I suppose we could do that. Yeah, let's do that. So if you listen to the last episode, you heard us allude to the 9.1 info that's been just pouring in thanks to what Blizzard has shared with us, PTR, data mining, all of that. We will be doing some digging into that today. So here is your spoiler warning for the rest of the entire episode. Yeah, it's spoilers. I don't know why you got to do it in front of the kid with the effing. All you got to do is say earmuffs to him. Earmuffs. <laughs> so much spoilers that I don't even know what's all up in here. So, uh, Mega. Yeah. Like, so, some of these are big. Like, at first, when I was going over notes, I was like, okay, some things here and there, this here and there, pick out this, that, and that. I was like, oh, my God, this one thing. And now this other thing. And then my notes just kept getting longer and longer. And as I was working today, I was like, oh, but what about this stuff? And isn't this a thing? And so 
this isn't everything because literally info keeps coming in. Just before we started the show, I added more to the list because I found another thing that was released. So (laughs) this is not everything. So by the time this episode comes out, there might be even more that has come out. So I kind of picked totally a lot more. (laughs) Absolutely. Probably tomorrow even I'm going to be kicking myself. So (laughs) this is not going to be everything. I kind of just picked out some of the more main things. Plus, you know, instances because that's my thing. And obviously a lot came out in terms of systems, gears and mounts and whatnot. We're going to be focusing on the story aspects. I know it's not a surprise. What? We're focusing on story. Right? It's crazy. It's crazy. This is insane. (laughs) So Jen already did some really fun bonus episode of Third Faction with the lovely Demi. 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 I was going to say her name's Demi. (laughs) (laughs) With an accent. Demi. We're going to blame the fact that it's been a rough few days and I'm drinking rum. It's been a so. few days for both of us, folks. So just strap <laughs> yes. in. There might be a lot of MAs in here. <laughs> Hi, Demi. <laughs> and accents and everything. So the lovely Demi and the awesome Decorus. I highly suggest you go check it out. It was actually a lot of fun to listen to. Decorus goes into the quest lines in depth and that kind of thing. There is one quest line we will definitely be diving into. But yeah. First, because this is what I do. We're going to look at the raid. Oh, I thought we were starting with it, with, with this thing. Oh. No, but we will. We, I mean, you played the bumper. We we can. That's next. No, we'll we'll wait. I just I just <laughs> I just assume that's where we were starting because you know, you know, you're you're reasons. warming up the button. It's good. Yeah, you're gonna need it in a minute. I'm gonna have to be like boop 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 boop. boop, boop. <laughs> Push yes, just thing. like that. Yep. <laughs> we'll see what happens. So, sanctum of domination. We have bosses, we have names, and we have some adventure guides, you know, dungeon journals. And with some just placeholders, I can really read the placeholder. Some of them were literally just, it just says placeholder. But some of them actually has a little bit of info, some things we could talk about. So I'm going to kind of quickly run through these. First off is the Terra group, which we all knew. Mr. T, he's going to be in there. No notable orbits, just a placeholder. Nothing really about him. So wait, we can just wait, kind wait, of. Wait, wait, wait. There's got to be some nope, notable nope. orbits because don't, doesn't he drop the Mohawk grenade? He should, though. It'd be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I get that reference. <laughs> Night of Mohawk. <laughs> you can't really call him a Mr. T, so it's like. <laughs> I had to bring it back. Yeah. That's what we were calling him like back in like alpha and beta and stuff. Oh my God. That was my favorite when he was like. I'm Mr. T, and this is my Night Elf Mohawk. God, T, there's no such thing as a night elf mohawk. Shut up, fool! Like I was saying, my mohawk storms through mighty forests on his frost saber. My mohawk... T, it's a warrior, not a mohawk. Well, maybe Mr. T hacked the game and created a mohawk class. Maybe Mr. T's pretty handy with computers. Had that occurred to you, Mr. Condescending Director? I'm Mr. T, and I'm a night elf mohawk. (laughs) So, (laughs) moving on. (laughs) The next one is the Eye of the Jailer, which was also announced. The adventure guide is just a placeholder. But in case you're listening, you don't know why we're excited about this. The placeholder says, Long ago, Odin traded his eye to Mozala to glimpse into the Shadowlands. And long since the jailer has twisted the eye to his own ends, maintain sight on his sadistic domain 
of torment. It be Mozala who brought Helia to the jailer's side, struck a deal for old Odin's eye, and made the Banshee war chief with a whisper. Wow. And we've been excited to know more about the jailer. Are we going to see Odin? You know, what's going on with the eye and whatnot? Jeremy Fiesel did tell us in an interview that there's going to be a whole side quest line associated with the Eye of the Jailer and what its lore and story is and what it's doing. And we'll learn to poke it out and cleanse the eye off ourselves. Is, is this kind of like, I wonder if there's going to be like a whole following of a bunch of dorks that think uh, keeping the eye on ourselves is going to like totally reveal some amazing stuff. Uh, looking at anybody who kept that stupid eyeball on your head during all the BFA. If you did that, Allie, well, my dear friend, I apologize. <laughs> and yet I totally don't because <laughs> the thing was as, hideous. As a, as a shadow priest, I had to do this. And while sure, it may didn't reveal anything yet. What do you mean it, yet? It, <laughs> and it won't next expansion. But the expansion after, once we start doing cosmology war stuff, it might. Okay. If it does, I'm going to be shocked. Shocked, I tell you, shocked. <laughs> and it will be awesome and I will enjoy every second of it and be like yeah what's up we'll get like a fee of strength achievement it's gonna be great like four five years of payoff is what you're looking for. like okay someone is we will be really rewarded dedicated okay <laughs> it might be by void lords but we're, we'll be rewarded somehow <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's gonna be one of those things where it's like you phase into a raid uh, fight and you instantly uh, are mind controlled and you're like ah crap <laughs> <laughs> I would be super entertained by that because I usually am. Yeah. <laughs> I smite you. I smite you. Shadow pain. Holy fire. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I mean, apparently you could do that in an 8.3 when you just took off your cloak. So that was a thing you could do too. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so sorry, I had to hearth back to, to you know Stormwind. Sorry guys, I had that cloak on. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> it was an accident. R really. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, it was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to get through this raid, the next boss is the nine. Now we have no we ha just placeholder, just no no dungeon journal. But if you read the overview. It says that Kira and Signe, maybe that's how you say it. I don't know. Signe, Signe, they enter the fight. And that is two of the nine Valkyrie who are bound to Sylvanas. So it's pretty safe to say that this fight involves her Valkyrie because nine. And it totally adds up and makes sense because if you remember from do 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 freaking, um, what is that? Please, the, the short story. Help me out here. Um, Edge, Edge of Night. Edge of Night. Yeah, there it is. Yep. If you remember Edge of Night, there were nine originally, and she basically started her journey into Cataclysm and Beyond with eight because one of them had to stay behind in her place. Right. So, and where was that place? The Maw. So, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. So, all yeah. nine of them are back, and they're, they're ready for business and stuff or whatever, so... It adds up. I uh, don't worry, everybody. We are lore professionals here. We understand that uh, <laughs> we are. We, we are. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> we, are, we are lore professionals. We, we we did the math. We double checked it. Nine. Yep. Makes sense. <laughs> we can count to nine. Yay. <laughs> 
After nine, though, to look out. <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> There's some double digits in there or something. I don't know. So <laughs> next up, we have the remnant of Nerzul. Not just Nerzul, it's the remnant of Nerzul. <gasps> so it says, encased in shadow steel, this lost soul spends its eternity in torment. So poor Nerzul was tormented. His spirit was bound to armor encased in special ice. And guess what? He is now encased in shadow steel. This fight uses some orbs of torment. Special metal. <laughs> and literally, we get attacked by armor. Because like, he's encased in this armor and it's being used to attack us. How many times? So this is the second <laughs> time being encased in random armor. He's dude's like from... <laughs> Dude's like the main, the, like the, the brother from Full Metal Alchemist or some crap like that. <laughs> I mean, the model is pretty cool looking, but I feel I feel Better bad. Not make a short joke, <laughs> right? Well, that was the main character. Sorry, I I know I've seen the show, <laughs> but man, poor, poor freaking Nerzul, man. Like, right? I, I feel bad for him. I mean, his first 30, 40 years probably seemed all right. And then his wife died. And then shit hits fan. Let's put it that way. Right. <laughs> it's pretty much no good after that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of feel bad. Yeah, tormented for eternity. How many times has this guy been in tormented for eternity? I don't know. Eternity is like a loose term for this guy, I guess. <laughs> it, really, it really is. And I kind of hope he gets his final death after this. It, it needs to happen. Yeah. His final, final, final death. Yeah, there was a there was a comic that I I remember reading um, back in the day. It was about the same guy who did PvP, Scott Kurtz. Um, I don't remember exactly what the name of the comic was, but he was all WoW based, and it was like it's like the equivalent of like how many times has a, has a uh, Forsaken Death Knight been raised? It's like, will I ever get to go to heaven? <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's a wool over here. It's like, oh, jeez. Uh, he's been, uh, yeah, so, yeah, he tore the portal, he did, he tore Draenor apart, poor guy, uh, mm-hmm, and then he, yeah, and then he got tortured by Ner's, uh, not Ner'zul, <laughs> Ner'zul tortured himself. <laughs> Can I kill Jaden? kinda. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. killed Jaden. Yeah, and then killed Jaden, stuck him in the armor, and he became basically what this is. <laughs> you can see, it wasn't Shadow Steel. it was, uh, the friggin', uh, I guess the armor of domination. <laughs> yes. Sure. There's the helm in there too. Uh, and then, yeah. And then Sylvanas ripped the hat in half and he was like, ah, crap. <laughs> he went to the mall. Yeah. So at least we know what's going on in there, Zool. And I, again, I feel bad for the guy because at least he had the gumption to when he, when Nick, you know, Goldan was doing all the stuff and he totally knew that Kill Jaden was pulling one over on him. He tried to say no. So I think that's yeah, what, yeah. Yeah. And Kill Jaden was like, oh, you're in too deep, buddy. You don't get to say no. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to sit in the corner and sulk. And that's what Nerzul did. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, seriously, go write, go read Rise of the Horde. That's totally what he did the second half of the novel. <laughs> well, he did write a note. Yeah, he did write a note. That's the only other thing he did. It's, he wrote a note to uh, Duratan saying, don't drink the blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good note. It was a good note. 
Uh, was it though? I don't know. It seemed like too little too late. <laughs> yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, Nerzul, poor guy. All right. Well, I, I actually hope there's like lots of little Lord bombs up in this fight. So I'm really looking forward right. to this one. Especially with like voice lines and whatnot. Like there's a few of these fights that voice lines could probably tell us a lot. Arthas so. could just come running through just like, ah, I'm Arthas. <laughs> <laughs> just like that. <laughs> I just pictured him just like practically streaking through the middle of the fight. Ah! <laughs> it just stops. Was that Arthas? Yep. <laughs> that was Arthas. <laughs> well, there's there's theories that we might see him in a certain mythic phase, but we'll we'll get to that in a minute. First, well, next, we have Soul Render Dormazin, Dormazain, and apparently Soul Render Dormazain serves the Painsmith, tasked to extract potent anima stores from hellacious, hellaciously brutish captives of Turgast to serve as fuel for the jailer's armies. Step inside the Vessel of Torment with Dormazain as he goes in to work on Garrosh, I'll scream, former war chief of the true Iron Horde. Mm. So we're finally seeing Garrosh in this fight. How you doing, Gary? What's going on? <laughs> mm, <laughs> so we were told during BlizzCon Line interview that we would be, see, be seeing Garrosh. We'd get our payoff, but it wouldn't be new Garrosh storylines and bits and whatnot to rehash or anything like that. Just we get to see him. So Dormazane is torturing him during the fight. The anima released from him empowers some Mossworn ads, and he has a hell scream that gets interrupted by removing warmonger shackles, which is interesting. So we're removing some kind of shackles. Mm. Is this going to be like Queen Ashara with Soccer Boss? We defeat the boss and free Garrosh? Maybe? Or is it just in name only for the mechanic? I... I'm just saying, um, depending on our order of operation, if the Primus has not fully taken his position yet, if I'm still interim Primus, I will 100% welcome old Gary into the Necrolords if we free him <laughs> in time. I'm just saying, he's a big bad dude, and you know what the Necrolords like? Big bad dudes. So true, we could totally use him in the Necrolords, and he would be a, quite the asset. He really would be. Give high fives to Draka and everything. It'd be great. <laughs> I, I hate to, I hate to break this to you, but you're going to be dethroned by then. Yeah, you know, I know, I know. I just it's, it's, <laughs> I put a good, good word. Like I'll put a good. There word. you go. There you go. Clearly, the Primus will listen to you since mm. you filled in for him so nicely. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't like totally trying to like take him over, but you know, yeah, there's a part you weren't being there. malicious. You know, I thought about it. I was like, man. <laughs> <laughs> about it <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty good brewing carver i'm a blacksmith i can do some stuff it's it'd be great <laughs> <laughs> right yep yep <laughs> okay <laughs> so up next we have the painsmith rasnol 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 we got right we got we got nothing all we know is that, you know, Dormazane Tormentor dude that we just talked about serves him. Um, 
Oh, He's got some balls we have to deal with and mazes. Oh, whoa, whoa. We know some we know some stuff about this guy. He's a smith himself. Yes, a smith of pain. He's a smith of pain. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm a blacksmith. That sounds weird when you say it out loud. Blacksmith, what are you smithing? Black? That's weird. I don't like that. <laughs> that's, that's horrible. It just sounds weird, but that's what I am. So <laughs> this guy smiths pain? It's super weird. Uh, all right, all right. He's, making, he's making pain. Sure, I jack a few fools. I give them the pain. But sometimes it's about intimidation, you know. <laughs> it's mind games. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Right, I'll see you later. <laughs> ah! What's so sad right now is <laughs> my video was having issues tonight, so I could see him, but he can't see how much I was just dying right now. Yep. <laughs> I, could hear, I could hear it, though. I could hear it. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So up next, we have the Guardian of the First Ones. Why do the First Ones see a Guardian? I don't know, but apparently they do. What? So we, we know nothing. Looking at the mechanics, this seems to be a construct. I that makes I'm sense. curious, right? Like I'm I'm curious to know what we're gonna learn from the voice lines of this fight. Maybe we'll learn something about the first ones. Even if it's just like a snippet of something. Uh I hope so, because I mean that's man, Blizz, you teasing us. Such a tease. They're Blizz. good at that. Such a little tease. <laughs> Guardian of the first ones. What? <laughs> that don't make no sense. And open the sanctum of domination. I guess. I mean, yeah, that's another one's getting me. I'm just. I'm. Mm, I, I don't guess know. The jailer doesn't like the first. Maybe the jailer doesn't like the first ones, and so he like locked their guardian up. Maybe that's what's going on. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Let's go with that. Sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Yep. That's what I'm going with. Yep, yep. Guardian right. of the first ones. Total jerk. The jailer is a total jerk. This guardian probably. Yes, is yes, dude. the jailer is a jerk. Jailer is a total jerk. <laughs> so next we have Fate Scribe Rocalo. Oh, says, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's not It's not the ones in Oribos. Oh, okay, okay. That's like, like Talo or something, or Rota. I know which one you're talking about because I thought, I thought the same freaking thing and I had to go look it up because I was like, I didn't trust him all along. I knew something was weird with him. Different one, different different fate scribe, a different fate scribe of the row peoples. It was like row ta or something like that. Mm. All right, all right. But this says, <laughs> <laughs> once a fate scribe entrusted with Corthia's countless secrets, the Mossworn seized Rokalo and bound him to the jailer's will. With Torgas's power at his disposal. Rokalo seeks to author a new fate for the Shadowlands. It, it's it's interesting, but so far no real lore bits with that one. Okay. okay. What does I don't know why he's thinking that he himself can author a new fate for the Shadowlands? This is a fate scribe. By, by, by himself? When it, there's like a bunch of other fate scribes out there? I don't know. If your job is fate scribe and it's like, hey, it's fate. It's fate. Go ahead and scribe it. It's like, hey, I'd be writing some crazy shit. But there's other face scribes. It's like one of those things where we all have opinions. 
they all have all the face scribes probably have different fates they want to scribe. <laughs> is this like a matrix like, thing where it's like I don't know. eat the cookie, fill right as rain because fate's a bunch of bullshit? <laughs> yes. Let's go with that. That feels better. Yeah. Now I want a cookie. <laughs> I kind of want a peanut butter cookie. Peanut butter sound good? I like peanut butter cookies. That does sound good. Yeah. Mm. Reese's Pieces. That's what I want. Reese's Pete. Oh my God. It's like E.T. up in here. This is fantastic. <laughs> Anyways, up next is Kelsazon. Because <laughs> we got a lot to get through. So, so much. <laughs> so this one says... The nefarious Kalthazad awaits at the end of the soul stream where the Lich is able to draw power from an unlimited well. All his schemes and machinations have led to this final confrontation where he has plotted your ultimate demise. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for the voice lines for this one because you know they're going to be really good. Yeah. I, I can imagine, especially, so you're working through the, the Necrolord campaign, so I'll just say, enjoy. Uh, it's very good at the end. <laughs> um, it's it's a good ending, uh, uh, unlike the, the night thing. <laughs> I'm not going to have emotions. <laughs> no, you, you'll have good emotions. You'll be like, yeah. I mean, you might be like, oh, dang it, he got away. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, because obviously we see Kelzad, he's, he's at the raid, but... You know, he's the penultimate boss here. So obviously we're going to bust up his phylactery or I'm so excited. Whatever. Finally. Uh, yeah. So we do finally get to deal with his freaking phylactery and end him once and for all. Friggin' jerk. He's been a member of the Council of Six for a long time. And then he went off the deep end and Antonitis was like, get out. <laughs> and then we all know what he did since then. He's shitting the sun well and <laughs> caused all sorts of problems. <laughs> Pretty much ruined the, the blood elves days. Well, high elves back in the day. Uh, and yeah, it's uh, it was bad. KT, man. Kelzazud, he did some stuff. He did. I'll be looking forward to seeing the end of him. And I, and this is this is another one of those things. Cause so, it, you know, like where it says where it's going to be the end, the end of the soul stream. Where it's, it's like, it's, he's kind of like taking place at like the end of the rainbow. Like it's like the pot of gold almost where this fight, I guess, is taking place. <laughs> Cause, right. Because uh, like like a, a good example of, of you can imagine where this fight is taking place. If you watch the the freaking uh, cut scene with the, the Arbiter where, you know, she totally gets smashed by the, the soul of, uh, you know, Argus. Because it's totally the soul of Argus. We all know. <laughs> We all know that's what's still happening. All right. So when you watch that and you see that teeny tiny little trickle, like a little boop, 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 like the onesie twosie coming out from the bottom of Orbos, totally turn into a freaking like geyser of souls just going straight to the maw. And you're like, oh, that's not good. Yeah. Right. That's that's where that's totally taking place. So, all right. I got it. That makes sense. Kelth is Ed. He's got some stuff going on. Makes sense. He's been a big, big, bad necromancer since... Since he was playing with rats. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's time to end his story once and for all. So I'm looking forward to it. I am also looking forward to it. He's kind of a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. But kind of a total jerk. Not even kind of. Yeah. Total jerk. <laughs> Speaking of another jerk, our last boss is Ivanis. Whoa, jerk. She is morally gray. What are you talking about? 
<laughs> smooth, smooth. <laughs> so obviously this one is a big deal. We have no placeholder. We got nothing, which makes sense. They're kind of keeping this one tight lip. What we do know is that we do battle her at the top of Torghast. And it involves spanning the in-between and at the convergence of the Shadowlands itself. That's known as or- uh, Orbos, by the way, if you, if you didn't pick up on that. <laughs> yeah. So this fight, she is going to start at the top of the Tower Torghast. That's phase one. Phase two is going to be jumping in through the in-between. That's going to be nutty. And then it sounds like the phase three is going to end with Sylvanas on somewhere in on Orbos. And keep in mind, folks, keep in mind, we have no indication that this is going to be a WAD 2.0, where this is the last, you know, patch of the, of the freaking expansion. Oh uh, no, we still got a jailer to deal with. All right. Yep. At the, at the very least, at, at minimum, we got a jailer to deal with. That would be super weird if we didn't even just, it was like, eh, this is fine. It's, it's fine. He's whatever. No, we got a jailer to deal with. Uh, so it seems to me that something bad or good, most likely bad, is going to happen to the Arbiter if the Sylvanas fight is going to suddenly go from the Maw on top of Torghast to the in-between and then possibly end up in Oribos. I don't know, like, it's just, especially since I am, you know, if I'm going to make my controversial kind of like speculation here, I, I, I am actually kind of starting to think that the jailer was the original arbiter and he was doing some, some stuff that the first ones or, or the other, or the other uh, pantheon of death didn't agree with. And they created the Arbiter as a construct to replace him. And they locked him in the Maw. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking I, that more and more, too. Yeah. So I feel like Sylvanas is going to, you know, with her last breath, you know, last 10% of her health, rip whatever the heck it is out of the uh, Arbiter's chest and go like, here you go, Jailer. Boop. <laughs> Toss it over there. Oh boy, this is going to be a good one. I'm actually really looking forward to seeing whatever the cutscene they're going to put in there at the end. Yeah, so, I mean, we don't even know what the mythic phase is going to be yet. I was listening to WoW Killers just today, and they were talking about the possibility of maybe this is where Arthas makes his cameo. Could in be. some kind of mythic phase. It's like, may- maybe. Maybe this is where That's he not how I wanted across. to go down. That's where he streaks across. I'm Arthas! <laughs> <laughs> See, but I want my moment where I get invincible some somehow and then right up to him riding invincible with Shadow Morn <sighs> equipped as well on my on my death knight just to be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> but I don't know if I'm gonna get my moment because I haven't gotten invincible yet. And if he's gonna be in this mythic phase and if that's the only place we see him, I have a hard time believing that's the only place we'd see him though. I don't know. Sometimes Blizzard doesn't bullshit where they throw things in mythic only phases and right honestly if i had a gripe about the lore and and this and that it's the the mythic only phases that are canon it's like jerks that's the one thing yeah it bothers me too it bothers me it's like just 
it's like a make it work. Like if you're gonna do mythic only phases, just make it really hard where they smack you harder. I don't know. Don't make like lore freaking spoilers around it. Yeah, like it would be much better to save Arthur for something else that everyone can experience, especially because he's a character that so many people know and love. And maybe throw Nathanos or something in the mythic only phase. Yeah, because no one cares about that asshole. <laughs> and we haven't seen him yet, so it's true. And it is a Sylvanas fight, so yeah, throw that jerk yeah. in there. Yeah, go for yeah, it. There you go. Yeah. Nathanos. <laughs> ah! Maybe he's the one that streaks across the screen. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you figured it out. Did we? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What we do know is that she uses domination chains. She gets into Banshee form, which would be cool. And we just, we know some things happen that will change Shadowlands forever, apparently. Change Shadowlands forever, apparently. Uh, rips the or heart out of the things. Arbiter and totally says, here you go, Jailer Catch. <laughs> Entirely possible. I feel like if we're going to change Shadowlands based on this fight, that feels very changey of the Shadowlands right there. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get we'll, we'll get to that part in a minute. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we we found out in a recent interview that sadly, Sarfang and Varian will not be making an appearance in Shadowlands. <gasps> but the narrative will continue to explore their impact on Anduin. So we might get like visions here and there, or if he's thinking about them, but no actual cameos. I'm very sad. <laughs> He's so sad that he was so still and I didn't know for a second the video <laughs> froze. <laughs> I was like, oh man, this happened. Things are happening tonight. <sighs> so, what we do know, and you actually talked about this on the Third Faction episode, that Sylvanas drops a trinket called Old Warrior's Soul. It's kind of rude, but I'm totally going to use that as a trinket. <laughs> She's just carrying Sarfang's soul around her pocket like it ain't a thing. I mean, it feels weird when you say it that way, but I'm totally going to carry around Sarfang's soul in my pocket <laughs> like it ain't no thing. Because it's like, well, thank you, Sylvanas. I don't mind if I do. <laughs> Basically. Old warrior soul. I got an old warrior soul. How about that? Look at that. That's amazing. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that trinket does look pretty good, too. <laughs> it does actually look good. So what do we think about this raid? Uh, Now, obviously, we got a lot of placeholders. We don't have a lot of like indication here and there. But between Remnant of Ner'zhul, well, the nine, I'm going to throw the nine in there, too, because they're pretty freaking cool. Uh, and then we got, uh, obviously, Kel'Thuzad dying. Uh, and then Sylvanas on top of it, like, like let's just say as a lore nerd S tier this is S tier raid right here like, I'm super super excited for what, what the heck this raid is going to do like if we're like oh I'm the Zoth I'm freaking Nihilotha blah 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 no this is way more way more than we're ever gonna get this is amazing right. oh my goodness so good so I had this at the end of the notes originally and I just bumped it up because it makes sense one thing we see in this patch is that the orb of Skybox is getting ruined and I'm angry. So <laughs> as as I, I adore look the up, orb everybody. of Skybox. Ah, shit. It oh, looks like shit. So good. <laughs> so it still might look good. Hold on. Okay. So as the power <laughs> of the Ma grows, 
the beautiful Orbo sky that I love so much is actually becoming darker and more ominous. We kind of saw how we, when we look down, you see where the Ma is and it was orangey and stuff, but then we saw it became red and more evil looking and everything. Well, this is going to be happening more. It's no longer contained to the Ma area of the skybox down there. It's spreading. Now on one hand, it does kind of look pretty freaking awesome. And Jen, if you scroll to the bottom of the notes, you'll see I, I posted it there for you. Mm, and it could be one of those things because so we've seen kind of how the the water color swirls and everything work in the Obro sky. So it could be one of those things where maybe the evilness is all kind of smoky and swirly and maybe it's going to be awesome looking. On the other hand, it breaks my heart to lose the Orbo sky. However, there is going to be an item that will reverse the visual effects for players momentarily for like a certain amount of time or something. And the flavor text of it says, does nothing to affect the coming darkness, but makes it look nicer now. (laughs) So I'm guessing we're going to see this change happen in some dramatic fashion in a cinematic. And so now I'm wondering if that is what we see as a result of the end of the Sanctum Domination Raid. I'm going to say yes. That is exactly what we're going to see at the end of the Sanctum Domination Raid. Very much like we had the end of the Nighthold Raid where, you know, Cadgar looked Illidan was like, what did you do? Basically, yeah. 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 Basically, and then all the, of a sudden, Argus <laughs> pulled the Tommy boy. What'd you do? Because, <laughs> yeah, I think that's uh, exactly what's going to happen. Uh, the so, uh, As we, we clearly pointed out, the jailer is nowhere to be seen in this raid. And things are getting worse and worse and worse. So totally makes sense. It's tracking. Yeah. I kind of like Especially if, if, if the jailer does become, you know, it does get control of the Arbiter or whatever and starts, you know, gets his little chest ball thing back. <laughs> like you were saying, so I was going to toss it to him. I can see that moment, everything becoming more. It's the matrix of leadership, by the way. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that. Uh, if he gets that, <laughs> I can see that, like, triggering something with the maw and the maw power and then spreading in the Orbo sky and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I, there's kind of two things I got kind of going on with me. It's like, there's a part of me that thinks we're going to get a 9 2 and then a 9 3, but just based on the, the delays and everything with 9 1. I honestly would not be surprised if Shadowlands ended on a 9-2 raid. I wouldn't be shocked. I would not be shocked. I'd be slightly disappointed because I feel like there's more story to tell. There's so much story to tell. I've actually been desperately hoping they would do scenarios like they did Miss of Pandaria. Because I feel like there's so many little stories to tell and so many little things to explain that Miss of Pandaria-like scenarios would be fantastic for that. But mm-hmm. with this delay in the pandemic and whatnot, like my, my hope for that is just kind of slipping because I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I, I mean, if you got to think about it, just like in the the IRL terms, like yeah. mm, there's a good chance that Shadowlands may only have, you know, a 9-2. And that makes me so sad. It, it does make sense. But it s- makes sense. It, it Yeah. It, and I think it makes sense only because if you really think about like the just how dramatically awful and just horrible this kind of is like 
it's hard to explain away like, oh, the jailer, he's trying to, you know, raise his champions like Arthas was. So we had right. the time and like the like it made sense in terms of the story. No, the jailer is just trying to basically destroy and take every well not destroy, but take over everything. So as the sky is getting darker and darker as the Ma's power is growing and growing, I feel like we may only get a nine two. And that makes me a little sad because that might be that might mean Jin was wrong and we don't go to the Emerald Dream. <laughs> true. That's true. Uh, that, would, that would make me sad. I and mean, then I'll have to ask, ask Ian one day at BlizzCon in like 2023 and be like, dude, were you going to go to the Emerald Dream back at Shadowlands? And he'd be like, yeah, <laughs> we were totally going to go. But we didn't have time. I was like, okay. <laughs> then I was almost right. <laughs> Half right. <laughs> yes. And that's still good enough for me. <laughs> there you go. Well, let's move on to the... Oh, you didn't get my cue. Where am I going? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to Tazavesh. Oh. The Mega <laughs> Oh, is that where we're going? Okay. That's where we're going. See, the problem is I scrolled past it. <laughs> <laughs> so, really quick, not tons here. This is the Broker City, complete with Sentinels, a bazaar, a mail room, a secret club, and a heist. And of course, my infinite pirate dragon, my infinite pirate dragon. <laughs> so I'm going to go. I'm just, I'm just going to start there. The infinite pirates dragon name is time Cap'n Hooktail. Cap'n. Cap'n. Not Captain. Cap'n. <laughs> Apostrophe and everything. And he commands the infamous pirate ship, the Sea Cucumber. Uh, I feel like the pirate's name uh, it should have been. Larry. <laughs> the one I mean, with the sea cucumber, that would that would make sense, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. so <laughs> but personally, I love the Time Captain Hooktail. That's a fun name. And we don't really know much else about him. And, oh, sorry, her. A lot of the notes about it is saying her. So I think it's a female. That's cool. I keep looking at the camera like you're seeing me and you're not. Nope. <laughs> I was making eyes and you didn't see it. So the uh, we also see a heist. Now, we know that this heist involves a stolen ancient Titan artifact. Is it? Is it the power glove? We, we, <laughs> you would think so with all the sigils. But we, we don't know what it is. Like, do you have any thoughts on what it could potentially be? Like, is it going to be... Just a small thing that kind of doesn't matter. Is it going to be kind of a bigger thing? Uh, Titan artifact, totally stolen. So, I mean, it could be all sorts of things. It'd be some kind of like Sargeras type thing that, sure. I mean, I mean, I, basically, I'm thinking of like the Pillars of Creation, right? The Pillars of Creation were pretty much named after Titans, except the uh, Tears of a Loon, which eh, we don't really know what's going on with that, but Tears of a Loon, right? So we got the, the, the hammer of Kazgorath, or you, you, you get that one. So we get Kaz's hammer. Uh, I got the eye of Humana, Humana, blah, 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 you know. Humanthul, I think. There you go. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you got just a whole bunch of them. So what is it? There's five pillars of creation. It's just other things in there and stuff and things. 
And I'm thinking there could be all sorts of stuff. Be Agamar. Agamar, maybe he had his own little thing. He had a little trinket, like a stuff and things. Agamar's fidget spinner. I don't <laughs> know. Maybe he was bored. <laughs> uh, right. I mean, we we had the uh the the tide stone that was clearly gold Ganesh, the lamest of all the uh, titans. <laughs> um, yeah, I assume it's honestly if it's gonna be anything like cool, it'll probably deal with ENR. So yeah. Oh, maybe because I don't think ENR had specifically anything to deal with any of the pillars of creation. So we're gonna go. It's probably ENR and. It's probably going to be something like it seems all ominous and like ENR's final plot. And you're going to be like, what is this? And everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, Pyromance is right. And we're going to be like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. <laughs> I don't know about quite all that, but I can see it being potentially something related to ENR, considering that she's Illum's sister, according to our theories. And they want to bring her in more. So maybe. Well, I mean, like, Alune is definitely somehow related to ENR. There's, like, a tie there, and there's a tie into the, the I don't know, ENR, Alune, and the Winter Queen, there's, like, a, there's, like, a thing there, and I don't know what it is. Uh, there's nope. something else, too, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Well, okay, all right, well, we're going to talk about that in a minute, <laughs> and I'll just say, put a pin in this, folks, pay attention, and then uh, Allie's going to tell you some stuff, because I don't know what it is. I, I don't. I don't either. <laughs> okay. Are you ready to move on? I, th- I think we should just go ahead and move on. Yeah, let's go. Let's yeah, move on. Okay. I'm just I'm just rambling and speculating, which is fun. So I kind of, instead of going through each chapter step by step, I kind of just summed up for time. There's going to be details I miss. I'm sorry. There's just so much to go over. So in this, the early stuff, Sylvanas leads a moss-worn assault on Ardenweald in an attempt to obtain the Winter Queen sigil. Bronda shows up, wrecks shop, which actually ends up spending a lot of her energy to the point where she is just incredibly weakened. She's like sh- energy shocking out of her and stuff and things happen and Ysera has to take care of her. Now we do protect the Winter Queen, but Savannah and her lackeys win and do take off with the sigil. Wasn't Bolvar supposed to be watching the sigil? I feel like Bolvar was watching. <laughs> Bolvar was with one of them. I don't know if it was that one. Like I said, the, there's some details I didn't quite go deep into because there's just so much. So I, know, I just remember there is. I just remember Dracor's making fun of Bolvar. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> there was Bolvar and Sigil with one, one, one of them, but yeah. Now a waystone to Corthia gets created. Ooh! Now get this: the attendants of Corthia have a prophecy about us. Uh, us? What? Yes, us. Azerothians. Like me? Us players. Yes. Oh, wow. I feel so special. <laughs> I feel confused. How did... Why? How, how? Why? I mean, Azerothians, we are very important. Apparently, for, for we are the center of the universe. Um, after all. <laughs> it's true. I mean, the world revolves around us. That's how it works. Reality right there. Boom. Uh-huh. So we have to prove... That we're the subject of that prophecy before the waystone can be opened. I just found that really interesting. Hmm. <laughs> what is this prophecy? Like, why are we important to these attendants of Corthia? 
Yeah, it's like, prove that you are totally part of this prophecy. I'm like, dude, I don't even know what the prophecy is. I'm not going to prove it. Just go do some stuff. Oh my gosh, it's you. I don't even know what I did. <laughs> but it's you. Uh, yes, it's me. <laughs> it's me. It's me, everybody. Cool. Apparently, the prophecy is about someone who likes grape Kool-Aid. Neat. <laughs> oh, just learned something new about you. All right. So we rescue a Valkyrie named Danica from Helga's forces and return with her to the Halls of Valor. Uh, it's home. It's, we, we call that home. We call, we refer that <laughs> home. Okay. <laughs> to you, there may be the Halls of Valor and it's like this big, important, special thing. I spent a long time there and it's home now. That's that's where I like to go and just hang out. You know, if I'm feeling a little down, feel a little blue, go to the Halls of Valor. Yeah. It lifts my spirits. Feels good. All right. All right. We'll see how you feel about after this one, because we're there to deliver a message from Helia to Odin. And the message says, keep sending your little Valkyr, father. I'll keep twisting them as you twisted me so long ago. <gasps> it's sweet irony that your eye betrays them. Who's to blame now? Coward. <laughs> Yeah, as a lore aficionado, I uh, <laughs> I find this very funny. But as a warrior, I'm like, that's rude. Right. Don't, don't say that to Roden. <laughs> I'm very conflicted. <laughs> I'm sure you are. <laughs> you know, I, like, I, I specifically mentioned, like, brought, made sure to make point of this one because I knew you want to talk about it. Oh, uh, it's fantastic. See, I, I love Helia. <laughs> I love Odin and just everything between them. It's just. This is actually the part that I've been waiting for in Shadowlands for so long. As soon as I saw Helia, I was like, oh, bring it on, baby. I need some Odin <laughs> and Helia shenanigans. And this is this is it right here. Mm. This is yep, good. Yep. So apparently at this point, Odin is pissed and orders an assault on the Maw, including taking on the eye of the jailer itself. So apparently we're not just seeing it in the raid. We're going to see it in other places in 9.1. I feel like. Odin was like, oh, man, that sucks. He used my eye and did whatever he wanted with it because I totally said he, he could do that. And uh, uh, go stab my eyeball. Right? <laughs> That's what it seems like. That's basically what he said. <laughs> He's going to take on his own eye. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, Odin. Sure. <laughs> you, you do you, buddy. Sure. You keep rewriting that history. <laughs> right. So it's also about this time that we start learning about the presence of the Nathrazim in the Shadowlands and start finding out that there are some in disguise. This is where I say Allie was right. <laughs> so we, I guess we could have mentioned this earlier, we recorded uh, Whispers of War with Syl this past weekend. No idea when that episode was going to come out. But at the end of it, Jen's all like, Ali was right. Malganis, like, I had not seen anything about Malganis or any data mines or anything about Malganis yet. So he said that I'm like, jaw dropped. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was a thing of beauty, everybody. You should have should have been there. But uh, it was just me, Ali and Syl and you'll never see it. So, hey, that's how life works. Sometimes you don't get to see things. I'm just going to tell you it was beautiful. It was beautiful. <laughs> I basically said, Allie's right. And her job went like, what? And I was like, Mount Gannis 
is there and her jaw went, what? And I was, <laughs> and I kept talking and she was like, what? <laughs> It was Basically, beautiful. it was beautiful, <laughs> and you'll never see it, so that's okay. That's no, okay. No, it's, yeah. it's fine. It's fine. So, this next bit is from the quest line called "The Unseen Guests." Unseen Involves guests. some Daddy D, some Dreadlords, some Maganis. I also call this "Welcome to My Laundry Note Laundry Notes with Novel," because on Sunday I was. Needing to fold laundry. It's what I do on Sundays. Oh, laundry I like, notes. Okay. I get it. Laundry notes. Yeah, I got it. Laundry notes. So <laughs> I I was feeling nervous about these notes because they're just, there's just so much to go over and I didn't want to miss anything. And so I started looking, I figured I'd like play a YouTube video while I'm folding laundry. And I found this quest line from Nobel and his playthrough. I'm like, sure, we'll throw it on the background just for fun, whatever. Instead of really focusing on folding laundry, I ended up picking up my phone a lot and writing a whole bunch of notes in my phone, <laughs> in my little app, <laughs> to the point that when dinner was done, I, I was not quite done and my husband had to come help me put away clothes because I was a little behind because notes. <laughs> laundry notes with novel. <laughs> or laundry notes with novella, because it's kind of the same thing. Right? That's true, which is funny because I, I, I created Nobella before I ever like heard about novel, and so I've, I've actually been asked a couple of times like, "Is this the novel?" I'm like, no. <laughs> and that was before I even knew who novel was. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, and once I learned who novel was, I'm like, why would people think I'm novel? What? <laughs> the name's not even the same. Not even like, <laughs> hey, it really is not that close. And you do not play a human paladin. <laughs> right. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so I'm not going to go over the quest chain step by step. I'm pulling out some of the bigger things because there's some bigger things here. Like th- these are some of the OMG moments. So in this quest chain, we see Kael'thas and Vosh are together again, fighting <gasps> off Dreadlords. Like now, that. it's right, right. So Kael'thas in a moment actually asked Vosh, where did Illidan end up going when he died? And Vosh says, I think he's still alive. <laughs> so the fact that Blizzard took the time to add this in makes me wonder if we haven't seen the last of Illidan. Maybe this is just another little thread that Blizzard's kind of pulling on. Like, hey, guys, don't, don't forget Illidan's still out there doing things. Yeah, I think that's that's also probably playing with the whole I have an immortal demon soul now thing. So, Right. Yep. And at one point in this quest chain... A certain dreadlord named Malganus actually calls them Illidan's lackeys. <laughs> so Illidan gets mentioned a couple of times. It makes sense, like because Illidan, Kelthos, and Vosh had their thing, you know, at the you know, Burning Crusade era and whatnot. So it was just really interesting to me to see that all kind of connecting up again. Now we found something interesting in this, and it was very much in passing. But we found out that Naru can apparently acquire or manifest a sinstone. What? Like, right? What? Right? <laughs> uh, uh, I don't get it. <laughs> okay. I should have, I should have, like, I, I tried to find the quest text on Wowhead for this, and, and I didn't. Um, And I should have taken more time to pause the video a hundred more times and gotten all the notes, but because <laughs> I paused it so many times to write notes. But yeah, apparently there was, it was basically some kind of threat to, I think, the, the Nairo that's up there watching Remornia, I'm guessing. Mm. And 
I forget, was it the stone right or was it someone the accuser? Maybe the someone else. Someone basically said, like, you better get out of here before you get your own sin stone or something like that. I don't know. But even Nobble was like, they can have a sin stone. <laughs> All right. So, what? <laughs> so watch out, everybody. I'm going to pull a Sharku on really set back. So Naru, kind of like Jesus, they take your sins. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's. I think that's what they're implying here for a second. Um, I guess. I don't even know. They can take on your sinstone? Because that's what I'm at least getting here. Is that they can either acquire, manifest, it, or take upon them a sinstone. Like, I... Wow. Okay. Yeah. So they're... Uh, you're gonna take your sins on everybody. Just put it that way. Unless it's their own sinstone for their sins. Mm-hmm. See, so we've I, seen that the light's not ooh, all that. I like. Great. You know what? Back up. Back that train up. Just like freaking those freaking train cars. Just <laughs> <laughs> back it up. I like this way better. This sounds way cooler. <laughs> We're doing that. All right. No more Sharku. We got We're alleys. Doing that. We're doing that one. That sounds awesome. Because hey. Uh, Zira might have had a sinstone. She was pretty damn arrogant if you hadn't noticed, so... Right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yep. I like that one. I mean, we're doing that maybe, one. maybe. I like, I like that one. Yeah, we're, no, <laughs> yeah, we're doing that one. Unless when that was said in the quest line, maybe it was just, like, playful threatening, but I don't know. Nah. No, it's... It, it, no, I like... I like... I like okay, the, we'll like, go with that. Yep, yeah, we're gonna do with that one. Naru could just, they have sense done to their own. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> Watch it comes out and we're both completely wrong. <laughs> that's what happens to most lore shows. That's so fine. That's true. That's we true. just embrace it's great. it. We, it's great. we embrace the wrong. <laughs> we, we do embrace the wrong. So many ways. Anyways, so it is time for a history lesson, everyone. Now, Long ago, Daddy D created the Venthyr. Then he created the Nathrazim. This is all this is all things we find out through journal entries and that kind of stuff in this questline. It, it's a thing. So remember this, that a long, long time ago, long, long time ago, that was when the Nathrazim, you know, the recently created ones from Daddy D, started their infiltrations. Now this included the Realm of Light, which is not a surprise because we've Red enemy infiltration preface. preface. But they were discovered and the light did not appreciate their infiltration. That is when they attacked Revendreth at the Ember Ward. Uh, uh, wait, what's going on with Lothraxian? Does anybody check? I don't on know. Him? I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if maybe he's not who we think he is or maybe he still is. And he just was able to get away with it. Or maybe that was a maybe maybe Lothraxian's infiltration disguise thing. He happened after this attack. That is wow. Um, we I don't know about that one. Wow. But that, that does raise questions about Lothraxian for sure. Yeah, that's OK. All right, you know what? Let's just keep going. Okay, so for whatever reason, Maldraxxus did not actually give Revendreth aid. I thought you guys were supposed to be helping to protect the Shadowlands, and you didn't even help. Well, Don't know why. I mean, the Primus, you know, the 
Primus gives and the Primus taketh away. <laughs> so. Primus works in mysterious ways, everybody. Sure, sure, let's go with that. <laughs> the, the stone right at the time created a whole bunch of, you know, the stone gargoyles and beings and whatnot in order to fight back the army of the light. The Naru and all those, you know, that showed up. A lot of them died in the process, however, and Mama Stonerite was pissed with Revendreth, and I'm guessing Denathrius, for Langs made them die. But really, it wasn't the Dreadlords because it was their fault that the Naru, you know, Light attacked in the first place. So she turned her Stone Legion onto the Dreadlords. Denathrius stepped in, and in order to stop the Civil War, he exiled the Nathrezim to what we now know as Nathreza. That's how they ended up there. And that planet being inundated with fell energy from the twisting nether. And that is why we have so many of the demonic dreadlords. Okay. Holy shit. Right? <laughs> I, wow. I did not that. Wow, Blizzard. That's a good one. I, I like that. So, okay, let me recap this from what I just heard and let me make sure okay. I, I, I tell this. I'm going to play the, the role of fear for a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, do it. Now, so we got the Nathreza. Sorry, no, not Nathreza. The, the Nathrezim. The Nathrezim. We got the Nathrezim. It's lots of Nath, okay? Okay. <laughs> Nathria, Nathrezim. All right. <laughs> All right. So we got the, the Nathrezim. They attempted to infiltrate the light. And the light said, ah, hell no. And they attacked Revendreth. Right. And Primus said, I told you. <laughs> right. And then the stoneborn mother said, all right, we'll, we'll fend them off. All right. But so many of her children died that she was like, uh, oh, hell no. All right. So in order to stop the civil war between effectively the Dreadlords and the Stoneborn, Sergeant Athri said, all right, Nathrezim, my prized possession, I'm going to put you over here on this planet that we like to call Nathreza, which is in the Twisting Nether, kind of in this weird in-between thing, the Twisting Nether versus reality. It's weird. It's very weird, okay? <laughs> so the Dreadlords are off in Nathreza, well, Sardanathrius is in Castle Nathria, hanging out with the Stoneborn to keep the peace. Did, did I explain that correctly? Yeah, that's my understanding of it, yes. Holy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right, all right. I like that. That's really good. Yeah, I actually, we're starting to get some really good answers here. I actually really, really like that. I, I really yeah? do. That's, that's, wow. All right, all right. I'm glad you like that. There might be some things coming up that you don't like. Uh, I mean, you do like it. I don't know. We'll you see. mean like Illidan we'll when see. he was like, screw your planet. Because <laughs> <laughs> I like the Dreadlords. The Dreadlords are awesome. <laughs> right. Right. There's a lot of Dreadlords in this one. Good. So, because they're basically, I don't know if I mentioned this anywhere, but basically this quest involves you like revealing a ton of Dreadlords that are in disguise right now. Oh, like Jaina? Jada? Yeah. She's 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 not on that list. Just just in Revendreth right now. Uh, okay, cool. Okay, okay. So we also discover that there's a good chance 
that Theotar's buddy Sybil might be the original Mama Stonewright. Wait, isn't Sybil like the, like, she... Well, she, like, iced running around and stuff. She's the one that, like, kind of babbles and says some random things. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Isn't she like the... The... Uh, like the... She's like a, she kind of looks like one of those little, little zombie little jumpy geist thing. Looking, yeah, Geist. Yeah, that's yeah. the word I was yep, thinking yep, for, yep, from yep, like yep. ICC almost. Yep. So it makes me feel like after all that went down and whatnot, they threw her in the Ember Ward and I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know all the details with that one, but wow. that's what this was hint. It was hinting at it. And even Noble had a moment like, oh. Okay, except the way he says her name is awesome, and I'm not even going to try to replicate it. <laughs> yeah, that's the original Stonewright, Mama Stonewright, as I'm calling her. So uh, okay. that's going to be interesting to find out more of, hopefully. Wow. This yeah. Is, yeah. It's no wonder I, I'm a big fan of Shadowlands. <laughs> oh, but wait, there's more. Oh, wait, wait, okay. All right. Let's do it. Let's so, go. During this quest, we discovered there are eight. Oh, I did write down here that there are a ton of dread lords in disguise in Revendreth, including my, my long lost one, Malganis. And they have some kind of big plan. And they needed the Venthyr medallions, the ones that the, the higher ups of the Venthyr have, you know, those medallions. They need those medallions for some reason. Now, apparently for this plan to work, they need Renethel to be alive. They also, for some reason, need dredgers as part of the final plan. Okay. So that- now part of part of Renathal, Noble pointed this out that part of Renathal being alive was that they thought it would piss off Denathrius if he was killed. Or at least that's what Noble is pointing out. Maybe. I mean, maybe. I don't know. But just, just hold on here for a second. Okay. So we need Renathal to be alive. Dredgers are part of the final plan. Plus, hold on, some Malganish shenanigans. As part of this plan, Malganis had to infiltrate Renathal's inner, inner circle, gain Renathal's trust, you know, that sort of thing. But he also had to befriend the Azerothians and get all cozy with them, with us. Okay. So Malganis is being friends for a while now, maybe? So I don't know. I. I and maybe this was getting towards the end of my, my laundry folding time and maybe I was getting a little distracted and missed. I don't think they actually, I don't know if they, if we find out who Malkanis has been disguised as, or if we do find out on the quest line, I unfortunately missed it <laughs> in my furious note taking and folding laundry. So yeah. And Malganis gets to be the one to reveal the plan to Renathal when the time comes. Also, so there's this one comment, and this was, again, uh, this was one of those things where you find journal entries, that kind of concept, as you go along in this quest chain that gives you all this information. They're like notes and messages and stuff. And one of them makes me laugh because Deathrock is involved in this. Good old Deathrock. And he basically gets told this is his last no- last warning no more screw ups or we're ending you <laughs> I thought you'd like that <laughs> that is good <laughs> right that's awesome so there apparently is there was a data mind placeholder scene that explains that while this distraction is going on 
Denathrius escapes. So I don't know if that was ultimately the big plan is to get, you know, Denathrius free. But in order to get Malganus to be a part of Renathal's inner circle and to gain his trust and whatnot, I feel like it would have taken more time than what Diade's been captured for. But then again, Blizzard could try to pull the whole Time's Not Construct of the Shadowlands. I don't I don't know. This is where I start getting a little confused. I'm reading ahead in the notes and I'm... Don't do that yet. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about that in a second. (laughs) Holy crap, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the next note I already knew, but it's the next stuff after that. I'm like, what? Um, So we'll just, we're just going to keep moving on. So we see Lady Dreadlords. So Dread... Dread ladies, dread queens. I think it's dread queens is what they were. Okay, dread, dread queens, mm-hmm. which is not a surprise because as we talked about in, you know, enemy infiltration preface that, you know, there's one of them that's be a spy and for life, her life, life, right? Life, her mm-hmm. life. I picked up on that. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> sure did. So let's talk about this next one. So in this quest line, we see that. Possibly the current stone, right? Is wielding a loon or something of a loon? Because at one point, Prince Renathal is addressing her and he says, My dear stone, right? Harvester of wrath, wielder of a loon. And then it trails <laughs> off. It's E L U and then dash dash in the, in the broadcast text. Wielder of a loon. <laughs> so. And also at the time when they're tracking down disguised dreadlords or dreadlord guards, one of the two, we actually see her using some loon looking abilities, kind of moon beam ish, not very Venthyr ish. It was very much blue, shiny from the sky, boom kind of things. Wow. And so, so. At that moment, I'm like, WTF. Now, just tonight, just just add to this, right? Just tonight, right before the show, I was looking to see if there's any last minute things, mostly to make sure there's nothing from the preach uh, interview with Ian and there wasn't lore related. But in the French version of the PTR for 9.1, we have an additional additional sentence in the discussion between the stone, right? And now... Nalragos, which is one of the Dreadlords you discover on this quest line and whatnot. And it says, Your stoneborn will never find us, and your precious Alune has no power here. <laughs> <laughs> right? I. What? <laughs> so. What? <laughs> so the stone right, the Venthyr stone right, is wielding the powers of Alune. Like, is she one? Is she secretly one of the night warriors that supposedly hold height mountain, which you have not gotten to this part of the quest. And I'm, I'm spoiling this because go finish it, Jen. But Holden high mountain is out there in Shadowlands trying to find other night warriors. Is she one? is the current stone, right? For the Venthyr, one of the night warriors. Like what? I don't know. Okay. Your stoneborn will never find us and your precious Alune has no power here. I mean, okay. I, I get the idea that your your precious Alune has no power here, but I mean, I mean, if this is... Okay, first of all, I... Okay, um... <laughs> what? 
Okay. Um, I'm okay. I'm just going to, I'm just going to say right here. I don't know if I've ever been more excited for a patch than 9.1. <laughs> <laughs> I, f I feel like if we really pay attention during the quest and whatnot, that we're going to be learning some of these things that we have known for a long time, but haven't known. Like, for example, the true history of the Dreadlords. And apparently we're going to be learning more about Aloon. Yeah. Um, a this, little bit at least. Oh my gosh. This is amazing. I'm, <laughs> I'm very much excited for this. Right? <laughs> I, I seriously don't even know what to think of this. Um, and I love the fact that they, they say your precious Aloon has no power. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's so good. Oh my gosh. I am super excited for this patch. Is it, is it out yet? Is, can, can I no, go play? No. <laughs> I mean, it's on the PTR. You can go play it if you want. Hey, but when it actually comes out, you may not want to play it. <laughs> I, like, I, I, want the, I want the canon version, folks. I want the canon version. <laughs> sometimes it changes in the PTRs. That's true. It, that's true. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. All right. I'm all in. I'm super excited. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to talk about that one more or you want to move on I, I I don't even know what to say other than what <laughs> <laughs> right yeah let's let's go ahead and move on or I'm just okay. going to keep okay. annoying the listeners by me going what <laughs> what <laughs> well hopefully some of them are saying it with us because what <laughs> yeah what <laughs> alright so let's, let's, let's go ahead and move on to the Primus, Aww. because it looks like Jin's reign as the Primus is coming to an end. I mean, we all knew because, I was the interim Primus. It's okay. Right, right, right. Because we actually know who the real Primus is. It's the Rune Carver. The obvious choice, at least we thought it was, the Rune Carver. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, no surprise there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, we know about the five sigils. And eventually, you get the sigil of Maldraxxus. And you bring it to the rune carver in order to restore its fading power. And when the sigil gets close to the rune carver, he actually transforms into the Primus. All right. All right. I so it. here's here's what went down way back in the day. Who knows when? Because time and blah 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 blah. The Primus went to Corthia after leaving Maldraxxus in order to store his sigil there, because at that point he was already suspicious of the jailer trying to use the sigils to break free. So he left behind archives of his journey. We follow his archives and recover the sigil over in Corthia. That's when we bring it to the Recarver and restore its fading power and boom, reveals a true identity. Recarver all along was a Primus. Now, are you, are you ready for this? Sure. Okay. This brings the attention of the Jailer. And he sends a bunch of Mossworn. And the Jailer and the Primus start duking it out. Okay. Which, to me, just sounds epic. They reach a standstill, Moss Warner dying, blah, blah, blah. So the Jailer summons Anduin. <laughs> okay. Who comes and reses the previously defeated Moss Warner. Oh, man. Like like BFA all over again, but like bad BFA. Right. Like, so like the, the Jailer... Like if Sylvanas did the, the freaking holy bubble thing. <laughs> Can you imagine that? 
That'd be weird. No, I can't. That'd be weird. <laughs> so <laughs> the jailer basically speaks through Anduin in this creepy, you know, jailer subjugating Anduin voice thing that we saw in the last cinematic. Mm-hmm. He says, you once bound me with domination. Now it is a weapon that answers to me. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So things happen that aren't on the PTR. Or it's, you know, cutscene, whatever, whatnot. But unfortunately, the jailer does get the sigil of the Primus. Oh. We also learn that new sigils can actually be created. That's like changing the locks on your doors. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like that. That's a thing. That's a thing that comes up. So through some broadcast text, we learn that the Arbiter also has a sigil and is an Ouroboros. And the jailer wants it. So eventually, the Primus joins the Maldraxi, Maldraxi, whatever army in the push towards the sanctum of domination okay so if we go back to the cut scene we know that the jailer once said there are three keys that still remain and we know right. there are, if we go by the whispers of ilganoth there are five keys you know five keys in total so that means after he got the one from Kirithria, the archon that meant he already had two. Most likely one of them was from uh, Denathrius. Probably, yeah. Probably. Yeah. And then he got the one from the Primus. Uh, poor Primus. Poor guy. So that means he's down he got to the two. Winter, he got the Winter Queens uh, early on yeah. in 9.1. So he got the Winter Queens early on in 9.1. Yeah, now he call. just needs the Arbiters. And if we go back to a little bit earlier in the episode, we know that the Sylvanas fight kind of ends... In Oribos, with the whole, supposedly the Shadowlands will be changed forever. Hmm. Wonder how that could be. Feel there like could be a connection there. Yeah. yeah feel yeah. like he's going to get the final key from uh, whatever that may be. Be the freaking matrix of leadership. It could the, be the ball thingy. Yeah. 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 Or Taylor whatever. gets the ball. Yep. Yep. He's uh, balls in his court now. <laughs> <laughs> can do whatever the heck he wants yeah i uh, i feel like at the end you might be on something here yeah yeah i feel like at the end of 9.1 the jailer will have all five keys as we pretty much just kind of went over and 9.2 will be dealing with whatever the heck the aftermath of that is yeah. probably that makes sense this is making yeah this is making sense poor jailer yeah. Poor, yeah. or not jailer poor, poor primus. watch yourself poor primus poor jailer or primus poor primus <laughs> Get one. So, on a little, little side note here, Venari guides us through Corthia. And at one point she says, Corthia is just ahead, and the eye of the jailer lies directly in your path. Nathrazim scum. I was taught by better betrayers than you. <laughs> better. Venari was taught by better betrayers than the Nathrazim. So, who taught her Brokers. to betray? Brokers. You think? <laughs> yeah, there has to be some kind of brokers. I mean, the brokers are clearly just as conniving as and awful. Well, I mean, awful in a sense of they know how to get things done. Sense. Right. I mean, like the broker that is the boss in Castle Nathria. Um, there is apparently, and, and you know, if you listen to the uh, episode with uh, Dracoris and Demi and myself, on uh, the third faction. Deme. Deme. <laughs> Deme and Dracarys. 
in Jean. <laughs> wow. So uh, apparently Drahorse uh, pointed out that the whole reason that broker was there was he was trying to sell them the the uh, the something of the you know big the, the annihilation weapon. Like mm-hmm. and that's a cell that fell through, mm-hmm. which actually gets brought up, I think, in the mega dungeon. Yeah, so it's it's like holy crap. Yeah, can you imagine the Sire Denathrius fight with that involved too? <laughs> no. No, no. I want AOTC, Jen. I do not want to imagine that. Do not add an extra step in there. Mori's struggling to heal this asses. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, the fact that Venari was like, I was, you know, trained by betrayers better than you, I go, yeah, that totally makes sense. Right? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Well, I think that was it for that. For the, oh, oh. also, side note, this is where you get flying after you complete this chapter. Woo! It's only going to be two. I think this is chapter three. It's only two to three weeks into the patch once it drops. So it's not going to get way too long, which is nice. That'd be nice. Yep, yep. So we also, and again, this this is another one I kind of went quickly through. There was some info, not tons, at least not that I found. But one of the quest lines, we see Helia's forces and we see Desmoteron in the Maw, which was a previously closed zone in the Maw. And while apparently it's open now, which I'm trying to picture where in the Maw is if it's open now. Mm. But uh, on the P, but now as opposed to on the PTR, it's filled with different baddies. And this includes members of the House of the Chosen. Right. As well as the moss worn under the command of Helia. Huh. So we will keep seeing her in this patch as we kind of already know. Now, this zone is actually where the Sanctum of Domination is located. This is also where we see Hellguard Keep, which I'm guessing is Helia's crib. That's that way. Yeah. Right. Hel- yeah, Helia, yeah. Hellguard, Helia. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We and then all around that keep, we see Helia's grasping tentacles. Sometimes they're holding and torturing souls. Yes, just like that. (laughs) (laughs) He's doing little tentacle tentacle finger things. Yes. (laughs) It's like ASMR. Kind of like tippy 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 tippy. (laughs) I'm dying over here. It's fine. (laughs) So moving on, because that really was stop. That really was about it. Um, I'm sure there's more to all of that. But again, I didn't see a ton of information and I haven't played this myself. So we're just going to leave that one there for now and move on to Draka and Thrall. Yeah. Unless you want to talk about how you. Yep. Good. Okay. So Draka and Thrall, because these two are finally meeting up. Did he, so in did the, he like put his cool armor on too. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay, cool. Where did he get that? So from? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe he had it in his backpack the whole time. Maybe. We actually do find out about his axe, which I'll bring up in a minute. The one he checked at Ahelia, that he gets that back. So <laughs> the the faction of, you know, the covenants come together under Bolvar to make this push towards the domination. That's called Death's Advance. All right. So Is that a new these reputation? Two meet, what? Is that a new reputation? Probably. Yeah. I'm assuming yeah. so. <laughs> so these two <laughs> actually meet up during the Death's Advance faction push towards the same domination. So Draka is out to finally take down Baron Vraz. Vyraz. Sorry, Vyraz. Yeah. 
That guy. Yep, yep. So Thrall offers to help. And Draka's response is, you are the one they call Thrall, yes? I have heard of you. Come then. What's up, baby boy? (laughs) Right? (laughs) So... This is really cool. So they, they give you quests. They each give you quests, including to re- one to retrieve Thrall's original axe, the one he checked to Helia. So you actually help him get it back. After you spent forever while he was picking a weapon in the intro mod quest, <laughs> you're now helping him get his original axe back. Seems right. Yeah, <laughs> it does. So at first, Draki either doesn't realize that Thrall is her son or she knows and doesn't really mention it. But she notices they, they have a lot of conversations during all this. So I'm, I'm trying to sum this up. But she notices and points out to him that he's wearing the armor of Orgrim Doomhammer. And Thrall asks her about being a part of the Frostwolf clan. And Draka points out that Thrall's axe is named whatever it's named. But it means <laughs> Draenor's honor in Orcish. And so you know, all these things are back and forth, back and forth. When Thrall wants to point out that he is her son, she basically shuts him down and tells him to focus on the mission because that's when things were really heating up and stuff. They defeat Viraz. The Primus ports them all back to the staging area of Corthia. And then they finally get to talk. Oh my God, that is perfect. I love Draka. I love Draka so much. (laughs) Shut up, boy. We're not dealing with that right now. We got stuff to do. Yeah. And then as soon as the mission's over, Son. <laughs> yeah, this, this is great. So they actually, I'm going to read this whole conversation because it's, it's pretty good. So she, when they finally get back to that staging area, she just comes out and says, well thought, Goel. Come, we will speak. So yeah, she knows. So she says, I knew who you were the moment I saw you. Do you really think I wouldn't recognize Duratan's eyes? You were but a baby when I died. Tell me, who have you grown up to be? Thrall says... I was once war chief of the Horde, the shaman of the Earthen Ring. Draka says, that is who you were. Who are you now? And Thrall says, I... Oh, I love that so much. Just Right? Yeah, oh, that, that's, that's like, that's, that's deep. It's deep. It's deep. I'm like, oh my God. Uh, 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 such a good mom. So <laughs> Thrall says, I am uncertain. Much has happened in my life. I do not know where it will lead next. So she says, a lesson then. Not from mother to child, but from one similar soul to another. Remember who you were, but take pride in who you are. I love that so much. That is, yeah, yeah, that is. It's, oh, it's so deep. It's so, uh, it's so good. Like when I, when I, when I first read that, I got got a little teary-eyed. So Draka says, I once thought death was the end, but now as a warrior of Maldraxxus, I see that it was only the beginning. It brings me joy to see how far you've come. And I know you have much farther to go. And Thrall says, thank you, mother. I will make you proud. And then Draka says, come, I wish no more of your life. All of it. And I imagine at that point, they walk off into the distance or something and, you know, chitty chat. And then make me mad like Kalia and Derek did. Right? Just like, I'm sure I'm sure it's going to be like just like that. And I'm going to follow them thinking I'm going to hear the conversation and they're just going to fade into the distance having said nothing and I'm going to be bitter. I'll be a little <laughs> bitter, but at the same time, that's way more than I got with Colleen and Derek because that is... Right. <laughs> I'm just saying, okay, here we go. This is, this is the greatest line I think Warcraft has ever put into the game. That is who you were. Who are you now? 
it's so good. Like, and it's so relevant and something that not only obviously relates to Thrall, but I feel like a lot of us on our own, you know, individual level can relate to that in many ways. And, uh, it's so good. It really I is. Hope this is. I hope this is a conversation we actually verbally hear because to hear her voice actor say that, I think is going to be incredibly powerful. I very much agree. That sounds, th- this is, yeah, that is pretty much exactly what I wanted from this type of thing. It's freaking fantastic. I love it. Yeah, it's really good. It, it, uh, it makes me happy. <laughs> especially especially if I get to hear the, the voice of uh, Deborah Wilson again. Oh, and to hear her say some of these lines. Mm. So good. She's amazing. The, the part where she says, remember who you were, but take pride in who you are. Uh, oh, my goodness. I'll be babbling like a baby. It's fine. It's, <laughs> it's fine. so good. I love it. It's so, so freaking good. Ooh. I'm very. Yeah. Th- just that, you know, I just got to say before we move on that that meeting between Thrall and Draka, even if we don't get any more. That is exactly the meeting between Thrall and Draka I wanted. Where it was, it's not this super gushy, gushy. Oh, mom, son. It's it's her basically saying, "I'm proud of you for who you are." It's it's you know what I mean. It's almost like a Mufasa moment. You know, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Yeah, where it's just like you got to remember who you are, but also who you are doesn't necessarily define who you are now. And that, that's that's I think what it is makes it even better uh, than yeah. the Mufasa moment because she's like, look, just because that's who you were doesn't mean that that explains who you are now. And yeah, and I think Thrall's starting to get that, and I think it's awesome. Yeah, I think it's it's you're right. It's definitely I I don't know what I expected from the two of them meeting, but this is incredibly fitting and really well done, and I'm really pleased with it. Me too. This is yeah. I love it. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's about it, at least from um, that is the end of my notes. We'll say I'm sure tomorrow <laughs> we're going to wake up and wow is going to be like, we data mine this. And I'm going to be like, well, F. So do you have anything else you want to add before we move on to the ending of the show stuff? No, that is that is it for me. Um, let's just say if you take pride in uh Blowing my mind. You, you did it a couple times today. So let's, yeah. just, let's just say I started this episode sitting down and uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed the relaxing uh, jaunt as, as we went through this. This, <laughs> this is fantastic. It was good. It was good. Yeah, I knew this was going to be a crazy one. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit down for this one. This is going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. It, and it was. <laughs> well, I don't think we got any new reviews not that i saw i didn't see any all right so let's move on to our positive story yeah let's do that hey with this button right here stories there's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story so a big shout out and thank you to capo who sent this sent bleh, bleh, bleh. Capo who sent us this great video, despite the fact that I can't talk anymore. So this, <laughs> this was a really, just a really quick video of a child that is basically saved from being squished. Thanks to a very speedy UPS delivery man. 
A little boy screams for help after a freak accident. Four-year-old Max Pratt loves doing chores around the house, so whenever a UPS package is delivered to their home outside Chicago, he carries it inside. But this day, the UPS driver delivers a monster box—a 100-pound package with a huge garden hammock inside. Little Max comes out to do his usual routine, but as he struggles to bring the box inside, it topples on top of him. The UPS driver is heading back to his truck when he hears the boy. He races up the path to grab the box. Max manages a smile as mom comes out. I tried to pick it up and then it fell on my head. I spoke to Max and his mom Tracy today. That was a heavy package, right? It was so heavy. He was pinned down, and he was screaming for help. And if you think the UPS guy was Max's guardian angel, you're right. His last name is Angel, Marco Angel. It's moments like this where we're just so grateful for people like Marco. Oh, help! <laughs> I love that little video. It's freaking adorable. It's cute,、it. and man, he. That you so the it, the distance from the house to the street is a pretty good distance, and then the UPS guy was you know waiting for like cars pass so he can actually cross the street to get to back to his truck, and it was a good distance. And he just he booked it when he heard the kid. He he booked it. So that was just people doing good things. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, when I saw the little video, it was it was that was really cute. When you see, especially when. You see, What did he say? It was four. It was a four. Yeah, he was four. Yep. And I think it was freaking adorable. And it's like his little job is to bring the packages in. <laughs> you get this massive package, and he's like, "I got it." And, and I was like, "I think what reminded me the most was make me thinking like, yeah, that's totally what I would have done when I was four years old." <laughs> <laughs> and he looked like he was just really proud. Like, okay, I'm gonna go get the box. It's exciting, and it's it's. A、very, I mean, they said it was a hundred pound box, and so it's, and it was very tall too. So you could tell, like, he was, it was awkward, and he was struggling to grab it, anyways. And, and then, and then it like fell on him. <laughs> yeah, and kind of pinned him against the, you know, banister, metal、yeah. thingy. Yeah, that, that 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 was pretty awesome. And yeah, like like you said, Ellie, he,、uh, the dude, Mark Markle Angel, yeah,、uh, he ran. Pretty freaking fast to get back、yeah. over to the to the kid. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, just one of those things you, you like to see. It's really cute. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So thanks, Capo, for sharing that with us. Yeah, thanks, Capo, which is at White Polar Bear Mount on Twitter. <laughs> I hear that a lot because he did the what is it? He did he did the artwork on Dungeon Fables. He did do the artwork in Dungeon Fables. Yeah, he、yes. did. He did do the artwork for Dungeon <laughs> Fables. So thanks, at, well, at, at White Wolver Mount, for doing the artwork on Dungeon Fables. <laughs> he loves when we mention that too. Yeah, I bet he does love when he mentions that at White Wolver Mount did the artwork for Dungeon Fables. He did a couple of my Twitch emotes too. <laughs> well, look at that. Thanks, <laughs>、yeah. at White Wolver Mount, for doing the artwork for Dungeon Fables and the Twitch emotes. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Live, Laugh, Lore. 
If you have a topic you'd like us to discuss or a question that you're just dying to know the answer to, send us an email at livelaughlorecast at gmail.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. You can follow Jen on Twitter at Jared Cooster, and you can follow Allie at Allie Anders K. Meanwhile, be kind and take care.